a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. I'm Steve Mathis. Thanks for listening. This is the 202450 Supercross Review with JT and Weege. And, uh, yeah, we'll get right into that and talk about what we're going to see next week in Anaheim at the A1 uh, Stadium there. So thanks um, thanks for listening. appreciate it. FlyRacing.com. Go to your local dealer. Pound on the desk. Demand to see the latest and greatest from the folks at Fly Racing, from the FR5 boot to the Evo gear to the Formula helmet. Fly Racing's got you covered. Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Justin Bogle, among the many that are wearing Fly Racing. Thanks to Maxxis as well. Maxxis Tires, MXST, developed by the King. Jeremy McGrath, used by A.J. Catanzaro, and the Alex Ray for Supercross in 2020. Yeah, they're going to be putting Maxis out there in the main events every weekend. Thanks to those guys for making it happen. Great mountain bike tires as well. And Alpine Stars, the boot of so many champions. Uh, Eli Tomac, Justin Barsha, Jason Anderson, just a few guys wearing Alpine Stars on their feet. Brayton as well, too. The Tech 10 is the most advanced boot in moto today. I love the Tech 7. It doesn't have the booty in it. The A1 chest protector, the A4 chest protector, all things that you'll see under the jerseys of some of the top riders out there. So thanks to Alpine Stars and Maxis. Thank you, Fly Racing, and thank you, people, for listening. appreciate it. Here's Weege, here's JT, and here's I breaking down 2020-450 Supercross. All right, and now, as promised, on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by our folks at Maxis and uh, Alpine Stars. I want to thank all those companies for coming on board uh, this podcast. It's a 2020-450 Supercross preview show. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line, my boss at Racer X Online, the voice of quad racing, the voice of GNCC, the voice of Enduro Cross, the voice of the Nationals, the voice of uh, Geneva Supercross. Hell, if you're paying, he's saying. It's Jason Wygant. Yeah. What's up, Weege? Uh, still not the voice of uh, Monster Energy Supercross, though. No. Uh, breaking news. Press release just came out about uh, two hours ago. Mm-hmm. Um, announced in broadcast team and the broadcast times. I'm not on it, so... We'll take another shot at it next year. I, uh, keep, I yeah, keep taking swings at it. And I had heard a, yep. I heard of something I put on Twitter maybe a month or so ago. Lee Diffie is going to do the first three races. So yeah, that'll Lee's be pretty much awesome at everything he does. He even does Olympics, and you would swear each sport he does is the only sport he does because he's so right. good at each track yep. and field. Mostly, he's their IndyCar sports car guy, but he's he's awesome and he's definitely a moto guy. So should be good. If you're Ralph, you're WTF. You're looking at 2021. And wondering what's going on, hundred percent, one hundred percent. I would think. Yeah, yes. I don't. I don't know. Right. Neither. I neither one of no us one know told any, me anything. Right. But uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Neither one of us know anything. They don't exactly call us to to do this. But no. Yeah. So hold, no. hold on. Was this was this not? So I, when I first heard the news of this, I assumed 
that this was he had other prior engagements for this. This was not his plan. From what I, I gather, no, no. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's Jason Sorry, Thomas I, I from know, Fly I, I Racing. Know I know I'm talking without you introducing yes. me, but I, yes. I needed to ask that. That's Jason Thomas from Fly Racing, everybody. Fly Racing. I'm not the voice of anything. I'm the voice of reason. Right. I would. I would argue with That's that. I would argue with that. <laughs> um, yes, you would. Uh, so yeah, let's. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so and they're bringing back Ricky. They're bringing back Daniel Blair. Uh, Jim Hawley, of course. They're, they're doing some sort of new show. Weege. We talked about it in our preview videos. Uh, Race Day Live is still there, but Uncle Jim and Daniel Blair are doing something else from the pits. So that'll be interesting. No, I, I believe uh, uh, it's the show. They just moved the show. They will be doing the show from the pits, I, I think, is, oh. is what I believe that is. Okay. So the same old show, but kind of involved with the pit party. And I think the idea is when the riders you know, ride from the trucks to the track, maybe we'll see them go by. Probably sounds you know, pretty, pretty wacky, wild, interactive than a stationary you know, booth way up yeah. top. Yep. Yeah, easier yep. to get the riders on the sh- on the show as well, you know. Oh, I didn't even think about yep. that. Yeah. Um, yep. And over by the Fly Racing Semi, uh, we didn't discuss this beforehand, but JT, we are still doing the uh, Pulp Fly show at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, whatever. Yep. Uh, it's usually around 5. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Scratch that. Yep. 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 Uh, after the last practice, um, say 15 minutes after the last practice, typically. Yep. But, yeah, we uh, we've made some additions um and honestly i want to give a shout out to feld they've been really proactive with this year they've asked if we needed help with anything um i think they they were a little uh hesitant at first just because they didn't really have control over it but i think once they realized that all we're doing is really adding to their product um they've been cool so we're Let's, let, well, let's be honest. They were scared I was going to start yelling about purse money or, or God knows what. Sure. Yeah, yeah, of right. course. Um, but any, anything that they're not paying for where they can't tell us what we can say and not say, I think they're a little hesitant about, right? Um, yeah, um, yeah. But, no, we, we added a stage to it, and, yeah, we've, we've gone the extra mile on our end, new audio equipment. So it, we should have a, a really legit professional show this year. It should be awesome. Uh, Weege, these are fun. You were a part of these. And I don't know if you know, Weege, if we talked about it. You're, you're back for 2020 on these. Uh, somewhere in all the texting that we do, I believe it got uh, mentioned, so okay. I'm ready. Yeah, you're, you're in. They were fun. Bradshaw came by, Osborne came by, Bogle came by, uh, a lot of guests, and uh, basically we wrap up practice, we talk about what happened and everything else. Um, so yeah, come on by. It's a 45-minute live show uh, every Saturday in the pits, people. Fly racing uh, semi-truck, so should be fun. I, think, I thought they were awesome, yeah. For something that I just, and I'm not taking credit for this, but it was just something I've always wanted to do. I always wanted to have our show go on at the races um, for a, for a first year deal. I thought it was pretty damn awesome, and I, I think it's going to be even better this year. It's pretty cool that I got to be on Supercross Live this year, and I got to do a, a live pit show from the pits. And I'm in the Supercross preview show coming out next week on NBC as well. Like Feld seems to be embracing all that I can offer. Guys, the limit. <laughs> So you and Lee Diffie could be splitting time at one point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, listen, it's better be whatever they want to use me for. They better use it this year because uh, this is most likely my final year. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't heard this before. Wow. Yeah. 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 You know, just time. It's time. Yep. I still have that hundred bucks you gave me. Feel good about it. (laughs) You feel like you already spent it. You don't really need to worry about it. (laughs) No, I'll save that hundred dollars forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're just looking to get out somehow, some way. So stay tuned, everybody. Um, how much of this? How much of this preview 
I'll start with you, Wygant, is going to be different from our Racer X Supercross preview videos we did. And I just mean as far as your opinions or things that you thought about or things that have new things that have come to light, man. No, I don't think uh, my thoughts on the races or who's going to do what have changed in the, I guess that was two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but everyone that enjoys this podcast will tell you that even though we did get some personality on those shows, there's nothing quite like this. And I am shocked every year. If you look at the YouTube comments, and we know that YouTube and Facebook comments are the absolute toilet bowl of world existence. Uh, it's amazing that you watch these videos, and there's people that watch that clearly have never heard of us. They've never seen I don't know why they would watch it. Why are you watching it if you don't even know who the three of us are? It's a good point. It's excellent, right? So a lot of our inside jokes, a lot of our rants, a lot of our raves, they don't even understand why. And I think we give you a little version of it there, but we realize that maybe it's a little more mainstream audience. So I don't think our opinions are going to change. I just think the way we're going to express them is going to be quite a bit different on this podcast. All right. Yeah, I don't think much has changed to make me change my mind, JT, on some of the things that I said and believe on on those video shows. Not really. Um, it's been pretty quiet, uh, you know, obviously in the last couple of weeks since then, but it's for the most part been a really quiet off season overall, which is, which is good. That's what we want. Yeah. We don't want craziness in the off season because craziness usually means injuries. And then that means, you know, West riders in series. So we right. lost one in Marvin, but it's been, it's been pretty good. Yeah. For people who don't understand or maybe don't know Marvin Muscan out for the Supercross season with an ACL injury. So we will not touch on him at all in this podcast. So, and we also won't really talk 250s because, uh, yeah, no, you guys, teams, don't feel like it's important to tell us who's racing. So in the ultimate gotcha move that I'm sure will hurt them greatly, we won't talk about them in this podcast, Weege. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. Next year, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they yeah. will be yeah. sure to tell us exactly who's <laughs> racing where. It's just yep. such a joke. It's such a joke. Like, you're showing up. You don't know who's racing what coast. We have ideas. We think Ferrandis and Forkner and Cooper will be on the west uh, Sexton's on the east because of injury. Amart's on the west. You know, we have some ideas. But the fact that these goofball teams don't have to at least put out some sort of roster, barring injury or anything else, before the races is ridiculous. You know, they enter all, some of these guys enter all four guys on, the, on their entry forms, you know, before Anaheim won. Like, God, is, could it be any more second rate than, than, than that? Not knowing who's racing. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> It's so stupid to me. You know what? You know what's funny, though? This has been going on, you know, forget about, okay, we know it's been going on in 250 Supercross with guys bouncing around. This, and, and for all you amateur racers out there, you'll probably remember this, or guys that raced in my era. This goes on at the amateur level, too, and maybe it still does, but at the regional qualifier level, guys will go qualify in, like, four, five, six classes, and then they'll wait and then decide which classes they're going to actually race Loretta's in as late as possible to try to dodge other people that are like elite races that they know they can't beat. And it was the same for me. I was trying to dodge Nick Way, and if I could get away from Robbie Horton or if I could get away from Ricky Carmichael, I would try to do that between a 250, you know, intermediate class and a 450 or 12 to 15, you know, schoolboy. Like, there were all these classes I could possibly race in. So it's no different. This has been going on for 30 years. Um, it's just a little bit ridiculous when you're trying to cover a sport as a professional sport. Yeah. Well, you know, Peyton, Peyton, Mitch Peyton's the the king of this and, and, and him and I've had it out many times. And he says, if I tell a rider to get ready for the East coast, which is uh, what? Late February, 
Weech, I think something like that. Um, yeah. You, you know, then then he's not going to be. Then if there's an injury, he's going to be training. And if there's an injury on the West Coast, and I need to move him up, then the fact that I, I didn't tell him to be ready until February will come up. You know, if the guy's not ready, the guy doesn't have a full year or whatever. Blah blah blah. So I just tell everybody to be ready for January one, and and then they're all going to be ready. And like, so basically, he's saying that he's hiring these riders for tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars, and he can't count on them to be professional. That's what. Hey, that, so that's what he said. so similarly, similarly, in in football, I'm watching a football game today. This is recording this midweek before uh, the new year, and I'm watching the UM University of Miami, and they list three quarterbacks as their starting quarterback for the game. And they did not let anyone know who was starting quarterback until the guy ran out on the field for the first play. Like, what in the hell are you guys doing? That shouldn't be like, legal. How? That should not be legal. They absolutely did it. They put three names yeah. as the starting quarterback today. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's a joke. And then other teams I talk to you are like, well, Peyton does that, so we do that. Like, literally, I've had other teams be like, we don't care, but Mitch does that, and we don't want to. You know, and I'm just like, okay, great. But wouldn't great. wouldn't wouldn't you want to try to dodge like some of these guys though, if you, if you could? I know it gets crazy, but yeah, you can, everybody. Yeah, you can't. You can't. But... You can't dodge yeah. them. You can't. You just. Ferrandis is a bad dude. Forkner's a bad dude. You know, and and that's it. Where they're gonna race? Where they're gonna race? Like, th- th- what are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna try and intimidate these guys by not showing up until the last moment. Throw a cape over your head and and then ha ha, I'm here. Like you know, it's so it's so dumb. Yeah, I. I... I get it. I, I agree with you. I think as a as someone who's trying to do this and talk about it and all that, it, it's really difficult and seems amateur hour. But if you are Will Hahn or Mitch Payton or these guys, then your singular goal as your job is to, you know, come up with a championship, right? Man, you've got to think it, it would pay off if you could somehow avoid going up against Ferrandis or someone like that. But, but you know, if you're that's fine. But still release this list. Give us a list of who's racing west. And if you want to change it, you know, right beforehand, like you say, say you're like, hey, I, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to dodge Dylan Ferrandis. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna list this guy on the west, even though we know Ferrandis is racing. But we're really gonna put him on the east before Anaheim. Just give us something. Just something. Would you rather have a fake list? Well, it's not. I bet you it'd be 85 percent correct. Because probably it, true. You know, so you'd so rather just, have that. I'd rather have a fake 85 okay. percent correct list. And okay. then things can change from there, you know. Um, so yeah, so we're not going to talk about 250 class. Um, screw all you teams. Hope you're happy. Hope you're happy, Geico and Monster and all you sponsors, because we're not talking about you. So um, I probably won't have those sponsors next year because no, this. Well, I won't even yep. know. I won't be around. You guys have to find a new person to host oh, this. That's right. Yeah. So, yep. um, 2020 Supercross. Um, briefly, we lost Minneapolis. We gained. Uh, Tampa, we gained St. Louis, we lost Nashville. Nashville, we Houston. Houston, we got Salt Lake City as the final round, which is just incredible. And we got St. Louis as round two as a West round. All I have a lot of questions about all of that. Flipped uh, New Jersey for yep. uh, Foxborough, but that was kind of a known yep. pattern they've already been using. Yep. yep. Um, having the finals in Utah will be just just fantastic. That'll be great. Good, good work. It's oh, big party city. <laughs> that one I don't really care. Um, we're still getting Vegas. It'll be a weekend before, and it's whatever. Like I'm, I'm kind of reserving judgment until we see how it goes. 
I think it's definitely a bummer to lose Minneapolis. Even as cold as it was, I think that stadium's awesome. And I know there's no pit party and parking sucks. And, and there are a lot of drawbacks. Yeah. I, I always thought Minneapolis is a great round. It gets great turnout. The fans are just love being there. Um, so that one, that one bums me out a little bit. Um, to me, be, you know, yeah, to me, I'm fine. Uh, that stadium is amazing. It's awesome. And the fans are awesome. Shout out to D23 people. But I, I no pit party and the weather and everything. I, I get it. Like, I get it. Yeah, yeah me yeah, too. Me yeah. too. I understand it. Um, and same goes for Toronto. I love going to Toronto, yeah. but I know how challenging it is, right? It's just, yep. it's unfortunate that they can't make it work in um, like April for those rounds because they, they are pretty cool to go to. Detroit's back, right? Detroit was not on the schedule last year? Detroit is back. Yeah, Detroit, Detroit is back. was there last year as well. Oh, it was? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was Tr- Chad Reed podium, Triple Crown. Um, Weege, any, uh, any issues with the schedule or going to these new venues? I know that the Salt Lake City thing is going to uh, not go over well, and I, I, it's hard to take myself out of it. I've done the Vegas party thing plenty. I'm, I'm good. I'm good with not having to have a big blowout of the last race of the season. But if you're relatively new to this or you're someone that's celebrating a championship, it's probably going to be a little unfortunate, although uh, I do remember in 2009 uh, it was the final West round because the Vegas race didn't count for 250 points, and Ryan Dungey, of all people, did figure out a way to have a rockin' championship party in Salt Lake City. I think they just got a hotel room and just went for it. Uh, so it can be done. It can be done. It's not going to be the Circle Bar. It's not going to be the Palms. But uh, to me, I don't really care anymore, but 20-year-old me would be bummed right now. Putting the West in St. Louis is is insane, just insane. But I don't know. I guess it's halfway. If you work in the middle, right? If you work out the mileage, it's not that much more than last year with yeah. Houston, with Houston being a West. Yeah. Um, you can't have round two be East, dude. Then don't put it in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, Weege, uh, JT, Oakland is back, so I'm fine with Oakland. I honestly, once you get to the track. And you park, and you're at the race. So what? It's it's the same. Maybe the stadium's old, but once you're in the pits and once you're at the race, I tell people all the time. I think Oakland gets a bad rap because of the surrounding area, but the race itself, the track's always good. The racing seems to be pretty exciting every year. I mean, we've seen some incredibly good races there over the years. So I, I have no problem with with Oakland. Um. All right, anything else about the schedule? We're going to do, by the way, we're going to do, uh, depending on when you hear this, the Fly Racing Yamaha Racer X Pulpamex live podcast shows. Uh, Anaheim 1, we're doing one. St. Louis, we're doing one. Denver, we're doing one. Vegas, we're doing one. Indianapolis, we're doing one. So uh, those are always fun. So tickets are on sale for the first two now on Racer X and Pulpamex. So we got to get guests, uh, Weege, for, for these. We haven't really worked on guests. It's not going to be easy, I don't think, uh, especially for Anaheim. I think there's a lot of dealer shows there. JT would probably know more about that business there than are. me. Yes. There are, actually, yeah. there are only a couple, but yeah. everyone is forced to go. Right, right. So, all right. So that Yeah, and St. Louis probably not that much better as far as the, the dealer well, shows, so the guys are booked. We'll yep. figure it out. We'll make it happen. Um, all right. Let's talk Supercross. Uh, okay, so... There's a 95% chance that this title is coming from... Tomac, Anderson, Roxon, or Cooper Webb? Would you? Is that too high, Weege, for you? Is that too high of a percent? Tomac, Anderson, Roxon, Webb? Yes. Uh, no, it's not too high. Okay. Ninety-seven percent. Ninety-five. Ninety-five. 
I would say 90. Okay. Imagine that, Ouija's got to be different. Well, I, I mean, and to say that no one else can get in there, could you, could you have possibly thought that Webb was going to win no, over here? Because I, no. I certainly couldn't have. No. So that, that's all I'm saying. Right. A guy like Osborne or Cincerillo or who okay. knows, man. Okay, well, who could be... Who could be the Cooper Webb of 2020? Yeah, obvious answers are Osborne and Adam, right? Yep. Is there anybody else? Uh, no, I don't think so. Did anybody switch I mean, not, off Yamaha no. lately? Did anybody get off of Yamaha <laughs> lately? I mean, you have to. I guess you have to put a guy like Baggett in there. He did win a race, but I, I would be with you in saying it's unlikely. Um, but just because he won a race last year, I'll, I'll put his name in there. Uh, I think it's tough to to. Pick someone, sorry, JT, that hasn't switched something significant, like you said, Steve. Like, Barsha's a great rider. But to think that he's going to go from not making a huge change, you know, Webb made a massive change to change teams. At least AC's a rookie, we don't know. Osborne barely raced last year, we don't know. But to me, to take a known commodity without making a huge change, I think he's going to make that kind of a leap is, is, is tough. I mean, it's possible. It's not like Baggett and Barsha aren't good. But that'd be tough. Right. Um... Yeah. When we all pick Tomac you, for the top. Okay, go ahead. go ahead. Sorry. If you throw in Osborne and Adam, I'll go 99. Right. Um, I, picked, I put in the guys that have, you know, won multiple races, kind of. You know, Roxon didn't and Anderson didn't, but, you know. Shit, I'll go 100 if you put those two in there. Um, so we all picked Tomac for the title in our video preview. Uh, I'm sticking with that. I think he... I just, uh, I God, I know everyone, I know, but the second year of this bike, you know, they'll learn some more on it. Uh, that's all I got. He's he's just fastest guy. That's all I got. That that's it. That that that's all I got. I would, I don't put much in the bike thing. Maybe there is to it, but I don't know a lot about the struggles they had. You would, you were much closer to that than I was. I just think that I'm going to continue to pick who I consider to be the fastest guy. That's all I'm going off of, which I know you just said that, but that's all I have is that I think he's been the best guy over the last few years, and he's won three outdoor championships in a row, and he can win a lot of damn Supercross races. So, I mean, what else are you supposed to go off of? Well, you know. okay, so just to bring this podcast you know, full circle and check one box, why wouldn't you put, pick Stu every year because he was the fastest guy? Uh, I probably would have when he was winning. Okay. I mean, I mean, going like 2010 when he switched to the Yamaha or the new, new Yamaha, uh, I never really liked what I saw. I, they seemed to have all kinds of problems getting that bike to work. And that's going back to when I was at Bercy uh, in the, you know, the off season of 09. They couldn't get that bike to work at all. Uh, they were really having a hard time with it over there. So I don't know that I would have picked him that year, but I mean, you know, right. 0809, no, yeah. I mean, he was yeah, dominant. He no, hurt, got hurt, but 0708-09. But I would make the case that Stu was the fastest guy in the class every single year he raced uh, up until, you know, post-suspension. So, I don't know. I I'm would have saying. never picked him against RC. I, I, RC right. was just okay. too good. Weege, yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying? Weege, well, like, Steve, you're talking RV years. You're saying why yeah, yeah, yeah. 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, yeah, because if, if, if JT said he's going to continue to pick the fastest guy. And I get it; it makes sense, but I don't remember all of us jumping on the stew bandwagon as far as that oh, you, goes. Well, you were always on the stew bandwagon. Wow. Okay, other people, yeah, but um, you know what I mean. Like, that, so the fact that he lies the fastest guy, and there's no argument between the three of us on this line about that. I don't imagine. 
No. You know, so. No, but, ho- but hold on. It's not the same. There, it, <laughs> okay, I, I okay. Mean, I'm, the comparison I'm, is just not. Thank you. I'm just, no, I'm throwing not. it out yeah. there. That's all. I'm throwing okay. it out there. Let's, com- you can't, you know, put Stu in there because Stu had so many issues, 10, 11, 12, 13. I mean, it was, there were a lot more questions than there were answers. I mean, he was bouncing across teams. Yeah, I mean, the JGR thing was a complete mess. Then he went to Suzuki, and you, you never really knew. You know, I, I don't know. Tomac seems much more stable than that. Yeah, it's like, look, Stu had long since at that point became crash or win. He was the cow. He just knew it was going to happen. The thing that has made this Tomac deal so puzzling is it's not any one thing. It would be easy if you're like, oh, Tomac's fast, but he just – has these yard sale crashes all the time, and that's probably why he goes fast, because he hangs it out too much. But Tomac, it's not really like that. It's like, I don't even know if he had a big crash last year. Last year it was just weirdo arm pump. Uh, yeah, but don't you it, think the back just, thing bothered him? Well, yeah, but after San Diego, he said he was good. Well, yeah, that's five races in, though. I mean, he had done a lot of damage to the series by then. <laughs> yeah, oh. but uh, what really freaked me out, I, I did some research before I did the show, but somehow, is this unbelievable? Tomac only lost by, let me get the final points here. It is unbelievable how close he actually ended up. He only was 18 points down at the end of the year. And I was like, what? So I looked at his worst finish was Dallas. And I'm like, what happened there? He got 12th at Dallas. What happened there? So I went back and looked. He was challenging Roxon for the lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just dropped back. Thinking, oh, he's yep. on the inside. He's going to pass him. He's going to take the lead. He won last week at San Diego, said the back is good, the bike is good, he's got it, he's going to win, and then he crashes, and then he gets up in seventh, and he gets passed by five dudes Mm -hmm. and gets 12th place. If he wins that race, maybe he wins the title. But what was that? What what the hell happened? Well, yeah, the next week he wins the Triple Crown in Detroit. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense at all. So at least with Stu, you knew what you had. Crash or win. It was obvious. It was clear. This, I don't know. Uh, And it is both, when I saw he's only down 18 last year, I'm like, actually, that's not as bad as I thought. But then when I saw how he blew two races he shouldn't have blown, then it's scary to to pick him again. It's just scary. I just. You just don't know ever. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'll go with him again, though. (laughs) I'm going to do it, too. Uh, Well, there's a better question is, I think you're choosing him by default because if you don't, where else are you going to go? There, there's just no one. I mean, I guess you could pick Webb again. He was pretty pretty awesome last year. But I don't know that he can replicate that level, you know, those starts again. And there were just so many things that went his way when it seeming, seemingly wasn't going to go his way. That's a really difficult thing to replicate. It's almost like the NFL where you win all these close games, probably going to lose a lot of close games the following year. That's just how these things kind of equate out. Yeah, um, Web, Web's title defense seems – I mean, he, and he could do it again. You're absolutely right. But this seems Jason Anderson-ish to me because last year none of us picked Anderson. You know what I mean? We're just like, ah, yeah. like he won the title, good for him. This and this and this happened, you know, so. Yeah, and that, I, I guess actually that's did. my point is it didn't work out at all. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, that's right. I, I did. We kept he asking did. you. Yeah, we kept asking yeah. you. Yeah. All year. Yeah. All year, yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah, that's just my main point is if you don't pick Tomac, where are you going to go? Because there's really no compelling reason to go anywhere else. Here's what makes it difficult with Webb. He has a totally different approach than uh, most riders at his level. His, his X factor, his big strength is this amazing racecraft. I mean, usually the guy who's the best guy, the first thing that jumps out is that he's really friggin' fast. Like, that's the first thing that jumps out. Webb, even in his 250 days, is deceptive 
like that. It's He doesn't necessarily do it with lap times. He does it with managing races and doing what he needs to do at the right time and just being a racer is racer. So it's just hard before the season. You're just like, but tell me faster. But there's been – they were off. They were just as much faster than him last year, and it didn't matter. So you can't – with Webb, it's so hard to figure out is he – Where's the line between making his own luck? He's always going to make his own luck. It's not luck. It's just the, the way he approaches things is smarter or better. I don't know. It's so hard to figure. Because you're right, JT. A lot of it looked like, dude, the ball just bounced his way again. Or is there something about Cooper Webb's approach where he can always make the ball bounce his way? And um, because of the way he won his 250 titles, which I feel were similar, it makes me think it's more replicatable than, than it seems. I just think that's a tough thing. Like, you know, there were so many things last year, like you're alluding to, where he crashes in the first turn and then he gets a red flag. And then they, you know, in the heat race, so then they restart it, right? You, you can't, yeah. you can't yeah, replicate that. stuff like that. Right? <laughs> you're right. And you're, you're, having a, you're having a horrible night. You're doing everything wrong. And then you, you somehow fix it by whole-shotting the main event. Like, that's just a, a really big ask to do over and over and over. And he, he did it absolutely last year, and he, he won a title because of it. And he damn sure earned it. But to to do that again over 17 rounds is asking a lot, right? You're over the course of a season. You're going to have to just be the best guy and be able to do it consistently without pulling a rabbit out of your hat over and over. That that's really all I'm getting to, and that's really why I picked Tomac because I think he can come through the pack. He can overcome bad starts if he can overcome whatever the mental. And I, I, all I have to attribute it to is mental. Like that Arlington race last year, that's 100% mental in my opinion. If he can overcome that ever, yeah, I, I think he'll win the championship going away. Like it'll be, it'll be over with a couple of rounds to go. But it hasn't happened yet. I, I think, I don't know. I just think it's the year. I think he's going to do it. I really do. I really think so. I just, it's not that I didn't think so in other years when I picked him, but I don't know. This feels like he will. I think but he breaks that's, it. And that's, that's what I keep street. coming back to. Before, you had somebody that were like, yep, every, if he ever screws up like that, like a guy like Ryan Dungey, you can't do that against a guy like Ryan Dungey. He will make you pay for it every single time, and he's always going to be there. We don't have that guy right now. And, and unless Cooper Webb turns into that, there's not somebody that I'm like, yep, he has every single aspect. Like Kenny's dealing with the injury stuff. We don't know where his health is. Marvin's out. Webb's the question mark. Anderson was nowhere near the guy he was. Like, obviously, he was hurt most of the year, but even in the beginning of the season, he wasn't that guy. So there's no one to penalize Tomac for those mistakes like there was with Dungey every time. Like, Dungey just put so much pressure on you, you couldn't do it. And that's kind of what Webb did last year, but it was a little bit different in my opinion. So that's really the task for Webb is can you pressure Tomac again that much where he's got to be perfect? So to me, it comes down to – I. Maybe Kenny comes out and shocks the world, but I have so many questions about Kenny over 17 rounds, and I, it doesn't sound like they just snap their fingers and, yeah, we're healthy again. So who knows with, with Roxon? I would put Kenny as my second pick over Cooper. What? I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, there. I didn't hear a lot of great things from that interview, but maybe, you know, maybe he's playing coy a little bit. I would put Webb there because of the confidence thing. And the starts I saw last year, I assume his starts will be consistent again. They haven't changed the bike much, and grid starts are make your starts consistent if you have it figured out. So I think he's going to be in position to do it again. I just don't know. 
well, that Tomac's going to leave the door open so many times again. Roxon had the red plate twice last year. Until yep. the until the uh, until that sickness came, he was right in the mix. You he know, was. one, two, three, four, five podiums in the first seven races. Then it started going downhill. So you look at his results, and yeah, he finished forty-one points behind uh, forty-two points. Sorry, behind Tomac, which is a shit ton. It was almost two races. But dude, he had the red plate. You know, he was started off fine. He, he didn't get that elusive win. I think he gets it this year. So just, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Rockson's so, so, so good. I mean, well, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable how good he is. But it just seems like, you know, and it, it's not his fault. It's a, it's a miracle that he's racing, period, you know, these days. But it just seems like every day, every year there's some sort of residual impact. Right, well, his arm's not strong enough, or he hurts the other one, or the sickness thing. Like there just seems like there are these lasting effects that are impeding its success, and that like that's just part of it, right? I mean, it, like I said, it's a miracle he's able to race a dirt bike after that injury. But it just man, to win a championship, you have to have everything together, and I just haven't seen it since that happened. So, Weed, you'd put you'd put Cooper as number two or Anderson? No, I. I Cooper Webb is the champ. It, it's almost disrespectful to not pick him as the favorite, to not even pick him second to, is, is a little crazy to me. It's only The champ, to me, should almost always be number one, but we are dealing with this weirdo Eli Tomac deal, the likes of which we have almost never seen. Uh, the should-be champ every year but isn't. But I can't push the defending champ for, further down than two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just said that. This that. Is, it, it is the ultimate bet. We're going to find out. Is is this Cooper Webb this good at making his own luck through racecraft, or was some of it just actual luck? I don't think it was all luck. Obviously, he's good. I don't think it's a complete accident. But, yes, how much of it was just good fortune? Or is he actually able to make this kind of fortune again? Because I will tell you, I'm sure after 2010, when Dunge won the title as a rookie and everybody else got hurt, most people probably said, dude, the dude just got so lucky. In the end, he won other titles, and you kind of find out, well, Dungey just never gets hurt ever, and sometimes the ball's going to roll his direction because he's just always going to be there. Uh, but we don't have that much data on Cooper yet to know. He didn't win it for four years. the way it's always going to be. He didn't, he, he didn't win it for four years, Weech. Yeah, but you just are like, okay, he's just always going to get second and third every week, and some years that's going to result in more titles. But he was also crushing outdoors in those years, too. When, when Bill Potter went on a sweep, yeah. Dungey was still great outdoors. I mean, there were years like that 2010 season. I mean, he dominated in ways that mm-hmm. we haven't seen very often, other than the perfect season. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, could that could Webb could just take this thing, right? He could just this could be it. He's been a champion his whole life. Uh, outside of two years at Yamaha, this kid has won races his entire life and been a champion his entire life. So why should we shit on him now? Shit on Coop show. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just something about. Kenny, I just like, – I, like I said, he had the red plate twice last year and looked good, looked okay, d- didn't get that win, but it was certainly coming. And then, you know, due to what we think was the antibiotics for the Lyme in San Diego, his season went south badly. But Don't you, don't you just feel like the summer – we're kind of grading Webb's Supercross season based off of his summer? Like if he would have come out and, and been great and battled for the championship and won it or not last summer, I, w- I think I would just feel differently about Webb's Supercross chances this year again, and he—if he listens to this, he's probably like, "Like, f you guys, what the hell do I have to do to prove myself after last year?" 
just doesn't feel that way. And maybe he, maybe he'll change our minds very soon, but it just doesn't feel that way. I agree with you. But you still put him ahead of Kenny. I do. Yeah. I, do. I think, right. uh, I just think he has it all together where I, I just have questions about Kenny's health. If, if he's good to go and you see no signs of ill health or anything that could change. I'm just going off of what I saw all year last year, basically. What about Anderson, uh, Weege? Yeah, I think we had a lot of questions on him when we did the uh, video shows, which is, where is his head? Like, as, for as much as Anderson likes to, you know, look like he's having a lot of fun away from the races, and he does, we all know that the dude works hard. And when Dunge retired and the title was up for grabs, you saw a really serious, really focused Jason Anderson coming into that 2018 season. We all know that. And, yes, a lot of guys got hurt. But he absolutely earned the title. They were all there beginning of the year, and he was winning races. Um, Tomek, of course, blew it at the first race of the year and crashed. But Anderson was on fire. But I don't know if any of us are convinced that he has that same level of fire. Maybe he has 90% of it, 95% fire. But is he that? Dunn's retired. I've got the program. I'm sitting right here. All I've got to do is worry about Marv, and I know I can at least match him. This is mine. I don't know if Jason Anderson is that level of focus this year like he did two years ago. I think he sensed his opportunity. So I think it'll be good. Yeah. But I put him a small notch maybe below those other three. Obviously with Roxon you don't know exactly what you're gonna get, but yep. at least elite Roxon, I put him fourth. Roxon gets a win, right? Everyone? This year? Mm-hmm. The, the the streak is the streak is over. Yeah. He, he gets a win. I believe Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um Yeah, I don't know, Weege. I don't know if Anderson yeah, I don't know if Anderson wants to do what Webb and Tomac do. Or Ken, you know? Although, I don't know. I feel like Ken sometimes is a little bit of like, hey, man, I'm just lucky to be here. Uh, uh, you know, I have more than life than just motocross racing. So, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I think that was where we are all with, with Anderson. Does he have that same, for as fun-loving a guy as he appeared, the beginning of 2018, he seemed super locked in. Right. Is he going to be that locked in in January of 2020? Yeah. I yeah, wonder. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what do you think, JT, about Anderson? I think he'll be good. I think he'll have flashes, but I, I don't expect to see the 2018 Jason Anderson. Um, I think you'll see good races and bad races. Uh, if he's feeling it and having a great night and gets a start, he is capable of winning any race. Like, he, you know, leading, knocking down uh, Roxon in the heat race at Glendale and then leading most of the, the main event there at Glendale. I think he's going to have nights like that. I just think there will be there will be nights where things just don't click. Um, so we'll see. I, you know, and, and that's the big question is. I think it's really difficult to find the same motivation for your first title as it is to repeat it. You know, yeah. they always say it's harder to, yeah. to defend it or whatever. But um, yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I good nights and bad nights. Uh, Dean Wilson, his teammate, um, going to race Anaheim one. Do we know he's riding right? I have, I, have no I just know he's riding. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Dean's going to come in slow or may miss a race or two, but so keep an eye on on him. He might be taking a while to get going, but in case you don't, we don't talk about him again. I'm just I'm just excited excited he's riding. I, I yeah. didn't expect him to be riding in two months. No, me neither. Injury. Me neither. Um, all right. So AC and Osborne. Uh, there's a there's so much. I wrote about this in my motocross vice column. Ugh. God, there's so much social media hype on Adam, and there's so much DMs and tweets and emails and texts, and like people are getting ready for this kid to just pull a McGrath. And I'm sorry, I mean, 
I texted with him the other day. I like Adam, but he's not pulling a McGrath. Like, stop it. I know, the, I know he won the Monster Cup. I know. There wasn't a lot of people there. There's no whoops. You know, you know like, back it down, everyone. That, that's he won nine races his first season? Yeah, that's, that's a big ask. I just – right, Weege? I mean, are we – yeah, it's nothing personal here. Like, I, I, look, okay, I'm gonna, here's some facts. He hasn't even, he didn't even end up winning a 250 Supercross championship. So we're not even talking about we've never seen the likes of this level of talent or success coming into the class. Like, yeah, you can name a dozen riders who had more success in their 250 Supercross careers very quickly, a dozen, who didn't even really do that much in the 450 class. So I think everybody just likes Adam so much. Yeah. The tall thing definitely helps. Anytime someone tall gets in a 450, they think it's oh, going to yeah. make a huge difference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Give me, name me one guy ever. Give me some proof. Give me some proof. I got no proof I, that this height thing matters at all. I'm, staying with the, I'm sticking with my theory on height on the Yamaha. I really am. Mike Bell. Yeah, fine. Fine, you can have it. But I'm, I'm just waiting for the tall guy to prove, yeah, once he got on the 450, the tall guy was better. Uh, anyway, I think that helps uh, increase the height. But I just got to look at the record book, and I just got to say, look, I, hey, Jeremy McGrath did do it, but at least Jeremy McGrath absolutely, completely, and totally dominated 125 East in 1991 and 1992. He was practically unbeatable, except for like three races in a two-year span. Hashtag so poor, at least he had that. Hashtag poor buddy. Poor bud man. Yeah, buddy Anthony is... Sorry, Emig, um, it was tough. You had to beat McGrath. Uh, you know, at least they had that. Like, that's the thing with Adam. Like, he's really good. Like, really, really good. And he could be really good. But to say this is the rookie that's going to do it to me is like, I mean, he, Cooper Webb won two titles in a row. Was anyone calling him to win the title in his rookie no, there's, year? There's no, there's no evidence to support that theory. That's what you're getting at, right? It's, it's, yes, he hasn't even won a 250 title. And I know he did blow the 250 title last year, and he should have won it. But it wasn't the most dominant season we ever saw. He didn't win nine in a row and then blow it at the last race. So I, I agree, Steve. This probably sounds like shit on AC right now. But, he, I mean, come on, he, everybody. Let's be we just this, chill out a bit. This, all. this is what he's going to do. I'll, I'll tell you what he's going to do. And I know this guy. He's going to go fast as shit at times. <laughs> he's going to qualify fastest. He will win heat races. He may get on the box. In a 450 main event, he will probably miss a few races from an injury. That's how his rookie year is going to go, right there. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. You're welcome for that. It that's, is how it usually goes. That's how it's going to go. He, 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 he could yep. win a heat. He'll show us some incredible speed. He'll make mistakes. He'll wash the front end out. He may jam a wrist or a knee, miss a few races, come back, and continue to be fast as shit. That's, that's Pretty much rookie. exactly what Zach Osborne did. Yeah, yeah. Although Adam's top end speed is higher than Zach's, would you not agree? Probably, but yeah. Zach was still really fast at times. Too. Yep, yep, yep. Um, well, that's. Me, go ahead. What did he win? The sec. He won the Monster Cup. He won the second race he was in. Full time four fifty guy. I think. Who, who are you talking about? You broke up there. Barsha. Oh, Barsha. Barsha. Oh, yeah. He wins two titles in a row. Yeah, super hyped kid is an amateur. You know he's got the talent. You know he's got the speed. He wins Monster Cup before his full time year, right? Just like Adam did. I think he won round two of his rookie season, and you're like, ah, here it comes. And then he cased his face off at the next race, and then had a rough season and won one other race. Like I'm just saying, like no matter how good, no matter how hyped, 
it just virtually never works out for these rookies. Cased his face off is a good one though. Man, he did. He, he did. did. Case he did. Yeah, Ooh. he did. He did. Um, yeah. No, I, I I agree. So, you know, I just think uh, yeah, Adam will be good, but. Let's let's all back it down. Um, can he, he can win though, right? Like you, we're all in agreement, he can win a race this year. Yeah, uh, I, I think so. Just those yeah. guys are so good, dude. Uh, <laughs> I know, but he he could win with the with the with the right brakes going his way for sure. He's got the he's got the the main element. I'll say give him two main elements. He's a great starter, and he's got elite level speed and fitness. I don't think fitness is going to be a something that's a huge problem. So anytime you combine those things, yeah, of course you can win. You know, I, I don't think it's going to be easy, right? He's going to have to have the right night in the right situation, but I, it, I, it, it won't blow me away. I wait for the inevitable week 12 post-race interview where he's like, dude, this is a long season. Bro, it's a long season. <laughs> so Yeah, I'm with you. I'm uh, with you. All right, so Osborne uh, coming in, feeling good, uh, second year. I think he'll be in the mix for podiums and race wins. I don't know. I don't know if he can beat those guys. Ah, he did last year a couple of times, right? He got on the box at uh, New Jersey, right? Got on the box in New Jersey. He won some heats. Yeah, maybe Osborne can take that leap. He's a year older. Oh, I think he can. Yeah, I totally think he can. Yeah, we didn't really see. Okay, look, we we know how much hype there was, Steve. Are you aware how much hype? Well, there was going into the season. Yeah, yeah, before the injury, right, yeah. But um, that wasn't for nothing. You know what I mean? Like, he, we heard these rumors that he was laying the wood to some of his riding partners. He was going just as fast, if not faster. And then he got hurt, and it messed everything up. But that one New Jersey race showed, okay, he could be right in the mix with these guys, right? Like, we actually saw it. So I don't see – I don't feel like there's a huge drop-off, like, between – Here's we'll just pick Webb. Is there a huge drop off speed ability no. peak wise between Webb no. and Osborne? No. 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 Here's what Right. Here's what scares me about Zacho though. Was like New Jersey he was great and he was on. Dude, if you actually went back and watched some of those races last year, like he he was in the mix going the first turn and then couldn't make it happen. Like got passed a lot early in the races. And he knew that and he knew that that was something that he needed to work on. But that was a little scary, I, you know? Yeah, I, I think for him to win, what I the way I see him winning is something like the way Blake Baggett won last year. He gets a decent start, he's in the battle for a long time, and then he leans on his fitness at the end to where whoever's out. You know, I, I don't think he's going to hole shot and run away just because I haven't seen his first few laps be good enough to do that. Yeah. So, But I, I think if he gets in a dogfight with mm-hmm. five laps to go, he he can go and battle with anybody, and that you know that right. gives him a really good chance. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Maybe maybe I should have put him in that group of Tomac, Anderson, Roxon, and Webb. You know, but I just can't can't quite. I think go it's there hard yet. to do that with a guy that has one career podium. But I don't I don't think I would be surprised if he yeah. is in that group. I know you're going to probably discount all this, but I know that he said literally the morning of that New Jersey race that they discovered something with the bike that they've been had messed up in the offseason, and he had not been able to get back to that flying at the test track level, and he was finally there, and then lo and behold, that night he did ride awesome. So it's a super small sample size, and I'm like, huh, if they bottled all of that, why couldn't he be almost as good as Webb, which means you're right in the mix. I don't know if he'll be as consistent, because it's his first year doing it, and it's kind of a rookie thing again, but 
Could be really good. Uh, Blake Baggett? Yeah, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, I don't know. No, <laughs> no idea. Clue. No idea. No clue. Yeah, no clue. Uh, finished fifth overall last year, won a race, ran a great race at that, man. That was awesome. Another couple of seconds. He got a second in Atlanta. He got a second in Indy. Oh, another second in Nashville. Forgot about that. So certainly was in the mix, but yep. hard to know when he keeps nicking himself up a little bit, you know? Well, yeah, you got, you know, is he going to be fully healthy this year? He had a baby in the offseason. Like, there's, a you know, some variables there. So, I'm I'm no different than you guys. I'm I'm waiting to see. The early rounds historically have been god awful for him. So yeah, hopefully he can figure that out. I mean, A one has been just a train wreck every season for him. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, how many times have you heard about? Oh, Blake's Blake took all his settings and threw them in the trash and started all over. Or, yep. Or they got all new settings or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yep. Yeah. And ha- usually you get the he's going so fast with the test track. And then the first round of disaster. Both you usually somehow get both. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. How is that possible? Yeah, I, I do think it'll help. I do think it'll help those guys having the bike a lot longer. Like last year, they didn't get bikes until December. That was challenging. Uh, I think I know for a fact they were still kind of guessing at it at A one. So we'll see if that makes a difference. I have a feeling it'll probably be the same thing as like, oh, we thought we knew, but we don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh Brayton Weech? Justin Brayton? Uh, championship? I think. Uh, right. I don't like him for the title, no. What? What? No, I don't. Sorry. My bad. Jacked up, bro. Yeah. Jacked up. Got triple, the experience. Triple crown Got threat. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, it's it, it's when we say it's going to be hard for Cena's ruler to win a race, it's not a knock on Cena's ruler is not good enough. You look at the riders you have to beat in order to do it. And that's the thing. Like, Brayton has ridden very well these last two years with Moto Concepts. He did win Daytona. I think he rode very well last year. But if you look at his results, even riding very well ends up being 6 to 10 range because you're like, oh, look who's beating him. Oh, my God. Right. It was right. Webb, Rocks, and Tomac. <laughs> uh, Marv. Yep. Uh, swap out Marv for uh, Anderson this year. It's just so tough in this class. So, you know, I think if he gets a podium, that probably sounds not good. But to get a podium would be awesome. Mm, I could see, do it. I could see yeah. him winning a triple crown thing. Oh, uh, a main event in yeah, yeah. sure. That's kind of been his specialty, yeah. right? G- gang bang. We still don't have a name for him, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm looking last year. Yeah, his best finish last year, believe it or not, was a fifth. That's it. Yeah. Why was it so? Yeah. Why was he? What happened? Why? Why wasn't he on his game? Do we know why? No, I think he was. I think you, <laughs> that is his game. <laughs> I, I think you look, dude. You're going to look at some someone is going to finish seventh at Anaheim one. Yeah, yeah. And we, you're going to yeah. be like, yeah, but look at the six dudes in front of him. Yeah, no, we talk about that all the time, right? Somebody's going to leave yeah. Anaheim one so angry. Yeah, I, I think Brayton rode well, but you just look at the dudes that were in front of him, and we've had some pretty lucky years with not a ton of injuries. To any, to, to most guys are been healthy, so that doesn't make it easy. Uh, Bogle was a surprise last year. Uh, really, really came on late in the year. He's going to have a full year on that team now. Obviously, he started slow, slow. I just, I wonder, I like Bogle. He's got skills. How much of his riding last year was, I need to ride to get a deal. I need to ride to get a deal. I'm desperate. I'm desperate. You know what I mean? There's always that 
factor to play into these riders. Do you, I mean, do you, do you think his results were representative of that? Because I don't. Why well, he's winning heat races? Yeah, his, his results were not good on paper, in my opinion. For I, I don't think you could say like, well, he was only good because he needed a ride. I, I don't think he had really results that would reflect that, in my opinion. Well, I thought he wrote. I thought he overachieved. Really? Yeah. I, like, I don't have the results in front of me, but if if you have them handy, let's let's peruse them. He got. Well, thanks to Feld for changing the point structure. I still don't know it, off the top of my head. What's nineteen points? Uh, Fifth. Fourth. Why do they change the point structure though? It's the stupidest thing ever. Are we, are we, are we, uh, I mean, has anybody conclusively been like, oh yeah, this is a great change, great change. Like seriously. It just confused everybody. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. San Diego was great in the mud. Yeah. Super mudder. I don't don't really remember any standout ride. Got a fourth at Denver. Uh, got a fifth at Houston. Uh, definitely came on. He he won heat races two weeks in a row, I think. That's what Mm -hmm. really... And he was looking frisky in practice for a yeah. while. That's yeah. I think what was okay. where some of the heat. I mean, from. his first. I mean, his first five or six races. I, I'm not even counting those. I mean, he'd been a week on the bike or whatever, right? So uh, yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, those are on. Those are results, though. That's all I'm going off of. I, I hope he does better. I think he'll do fine. But to me, it wasn't some breakout season where just because he needed a contract, I, I didn't feel that way. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But that's not what. That's not the feeling I had anyway. Uh, where are you at, Weege, with? Um... Barsha and Plessinger. Yeah, there's uh, there's some hype, I feel, coming out of the Barsha camp right now. I don't hear any hype coming out of the Plessinger side, <laughs> what I'm hearing from the offseason. So that will be interesting. My theory still continues to be uh, on Plessinger, which we'll get to in a second, is that he can always just look over there and be like, oh, look what Cooper Webb did. As far as Barsha, he doesn't have that alternate route. He's already gone all the way to the bottom, didn't have a ride. He's got to make this work. This is his last but contract here. He's mentioned it to me like 14 times. I know. So I'm hearing that, and I think that that's inflating the hype. I Maybe it's different. JT, you know, you raced. Maybe I'm missing this. I don't put much into this dumb contract year thing that people do all the time. Uh, I remember Anderson signed a four-year extension going into 2018. And some of our friends are like, that's the dumbest thing Husky could ever do. Don't give Anderson security. And then he won the Supercross title. Uh, Webb had a two-year KTM deal, and he won the Supercross title. I don't put – I don't – Barsha rides his balls off. What, is he going to ride his, his ballsier off? He's going to well, ride them off even I, more? Like, what difference me, is it going to make? To me, the only thing that it can possibly change is your effort level in the offseason. Once you're at the race – you're going to try as hard as you can. I mean, that, that's what everybody does. But I think but in the do we off- think he was giving it 80% preparing for, by the way, he won Anaheim 1 last year? Well, there are, there are different levels to how motivated you are in the offseason. It's, it's really easy at about 3 o'clock when you're supposed to do another 20 or you're supposed to go do a bunch of sprints, and you're like, nah, we're good. Like, I rode a lot today. I'm good. Like, that, that happens a lot for people. It's like, no, nah, we're, you know, like, I don't. But when everything is on the line and the guys that you just hear about that are just animals, they go do it. And I, I've watched it with other guys. It's like they don't, they don't take the easy route when it's, you could go home, you know, you could be done. They go ride more. So I, I think there is something to that. But on race day, no. You can't just be like, yeah, I, I need a contract. I'm going to ride harder. Like everybody's already trying as hard as they can on race day. It's all, it's all the preparation where I think 
it could be a factor. I don't know. I don't even know where this came from, and I can't verify this, but since Michael Lindsay said it publicly on the Pulp Show, maybe I should repeat this. He said he heard that Plessinger is going to ride this year and then go to GNCC for Yamaha. I don't know. That's what Michael Lindsay said. At a 500 Yeah, I heard that uh, story from a couple other sources too, but you know what? Um, yeah. Plessinger is reaching that. Dude, everybody gets to that weirdo. Almost every rider gets to that age uh, where they start thinking this isn't you know fun enough, and usually they come out on the other side and they're fine. Uh, so what, I'll believe it when I see it. What uh, what is what would Plessinger need to do for you to re-sign him at Yamaha, Weege? Well, that's what I said in these video shows. I think it's flipped. I think it's flipped. This is the Cooper Webb blueprint is going to make it really hard on the blue crew because. I could see another team absolutely taking a swing at him, thinking, well, look what happened with Cooper Webb. What if we get him? What if it was KTM, for example? Mm-hmm. Right? So I think he could have a disastrous season and still have a lot of value. I think it's a very odd situation um, so, where someone's going to be like, okay. he's got talent. If we get him in our program, we already saw it happen with Cooper Webb. And that might not even be accurate or true, and it might not even work, but someone's going to think it for sure. So I think he's fine. And the idea that he's going to go GNCC, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I love the series. Love to see uh, Aaron there when he's 29 or something. Right. I don't, uh, I don't believe he's going to cut his uh, income level that J- much. Yeah. JT, there's, there's like zero AP hype. Zero, from what I know. I, I don't see why there would be, though. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a Supercross champion. He's an outdoor champion, and he broke his heel. Yeah, but he hasn't, he hasn't looked good. I mean, I haven't. I have not seen anything or heard it from anyone mm-hmm. where he's been going fast and fast anywhere well, to create that hype. I mean, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe he yeah, comes yeah. in with no pressure, but uh, I don't expect a lot. Weege, maybe you can call him and he'll tell you. He'll he'll be honest about his off season. That's that he'll he'll be completely honest. <laughs> we could probably right now live on this podcast call him, connect a four way line, and he would just tell you that he's sucking. He would probably just tell you that if he was <laughs> right. right. Um, yeah, I, I think we're two, three years away removed from Plessinger doing fine, being good, still making money, and him being like, yeah, I just remember I moved to the 450 class. It was gnarly. Right. It was serious. I wasn't having any fun. I had responsibilities because I was a dad, yeah. and now I'm having more fun than I've ever had, and I'm glad I didn't quit. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I can't argue I mean, that. how many times have you heard that story? Um, I'm going to lump these three riders in together. Mookie, Hill, and Marty. Go. (laughs) I would put uh, Mookie second to AC in the, whoa, 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 we got way too much hype right now. Have you been hearing this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Heavy. Heavy Mookie hype. And and, and he's an awesome guy. He's an awesome guy, but come on. After after Geneva, where would the hype be? Because that was not an impressive race. You know who was good at Geneva? You know who was good in Geneva? <laughs> my guy. My man. Um, incredible. It, it, no, listen. Uh, I did this. I, I, I've said this before. Mookie's never top five to Supercross before. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah. he, he's, he has, out of 32 career races or whatever, 34, he has seven top tens. Yeah, like his, he really doesn't have a record now. Okay, has he ever been in this kind of shape that he was last year and this year? No. Has he ever had you know a stable team? No. But just saying, 
you got to walk before you can run. So he he's awesome, dude. I will interview Mookie every single weekend. By the way, uh, yeah. But, uh, but you gotta you gotta get in the top five. You gotta show you can run 20, 20 minutes plus two, and then we can talk. It's just it's just the speed. He does things on a motorcycle and they wow you, and then you wonder what that could look like for twenty one minutes. But we really haven't ever seen it yet. So we're still wondering what that would look like for twenty one minutes. Yeah, yeah. Great. So much hype, though, dude. So much. So hype. much. So much better. So, <laughs> <laughs> so much. AC Mookie, you're going one two. In this yeah, movie. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, right, hundred uh, percent in the fans' eyes. <laughs> yes. Um. Yes. So yeah, we'll see. But so okay. Marty looks good, though. I think Mookie Marty gets a top five this year. I think the streak ends. Mookie, Mookie gets top five this year. Oh, dude, Mookie could podium. Why not? Yeah, he could. He's in good shape. Yeah, he's in better shape than he used to be for sure. I mean, he was getting top five at Glendale before he got hurt. You would think so. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even still, like, hey, listen, and I'm the one at these Geneva and Paris races. I'm, I'm there. He's never won these things. Paris you know? was pretty impressive. Geneva he, was not. Yeah, but he didn't win the overall Paris. No, no I know. I'm just yep. saying I, yep. was, I was more wondering where the speed went than yeah. I was right. results-wise. Well, he, yeah, he wasn't comfy with the dirt and the track and everything. But, yeah, anyways, but, yeah. Well, you know, um, Hill, Justin Hill. There's a rider who was in a contract here with Jay John. It didn't seem to didn't seem to matter. Yeah, I'm, so. that's why I'm not buying into the contract year hype <laughs> with him or or any rider. Now, Weed, you uh, haven't, Weed, you yeah. have not sat on the tailgate with enough riders in your life who are in a contract year talking about their contracts. Yeah, but are you looking at the results and saying, yeah, and I can see it? Classic, classic guy in a contract here, little goose. Classic. Okay. All right, we're comparing little goose's situation to Justin Barsha's situation. It's not quite. Huh? I don't think it's quite the same. Just saying. <laughs> um. Uh, okay, so Justin Hill, like, uh, <laughs> sorry, man, I'm out. Like, <laughs> t- Tampa. Tampa, five laps of Tampa was a long time ago. It was so good, though. It was. God, it was so it good. It was. But that's he t- freaking passed Marv. He freaking passed Tomac. He passed them. He did. Just saying. Sorry, he, go he ahead. He did. Continue. That's a long time ago now. <laughs> he passed Tomac, dude. <laughs> it was two years Sorry. ago. Okay. Sorry. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, got, I got nothing on Hill. I don't what do you mean? No, I just don't expect much. Okay. We yeah, I've tried to throw the oh man, he's in the perfect situation. You know, we we knew after the JGR thing wasn't going to work. Like, is he even going to race anymore? Is he done? He got the ultimate lifeline. This team is really good at rebuilding careers. And even though I've thrown that in the mix, most people I'm talking to are not like picking up on oh yeah, oh yeah, and the response has been amazing. Right. You know, like you heard Mookie last year in the same situation. Like you definitely heard, oh, Mookie's coming. And he did show it. I'm not hearing that from Hill. And for whatever those off-season races, JT, I know you say don't pay as much stock in him. He really wasn't awesome. Right, Steve? No. In those? No. Well, Paris, he set the fastest lap here. He won the pole the first night. Like, yeah, but uh, yeah, no. Um, But he'll throw that away. Throw the qualifying away. Yeah. The stories you hear from Jeremy Albrecht and Mitch Payton and Tyler Keefe are horrific as far as dedication. Yeah. They're, this is multiple people. This isn't somebody with one axe to grind. 
This is multiple people that are like, good God, I can't deal with this guy. Winning the Supercross title might have been the worst thing for him, right? Because it just validated, it validated all his habits. Well, I think one other weird thing, this this is going to sound crazy. I think he's really good at riding Supercross. That's why you see him practice. I'm sure during the week he can do amazing things. I think gnarly 450 class where you're just battling for your damn life, whether it's 14th place, 4th place, or 1st place, and it is so aggressive and so intense. Yeah. I don't think that's his thing. No. I think he's too yep. chill. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, you got to yeah. hate that dude in 14th and 13th. So, right. He's just yeah. too cool. Yeah. Like, he's... He just likes doing it, and he's having fun. I don't think he's like, I'm going to beat this dude no matter what. I will die before he passes me. That, that's fine. Which but you, most of those guys, I think, operate that way. That's fine, but you got to be at least around the top ten to do that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's hard to be in the top I ten, I feel, if you don't I think he's one of those, that way. I think he's one of those guys that it comes too easy as well, like the riding. It just He's mm. just got so much talent that he doesn't really have to work hard to go fast, and it – almost betrays him because he's like, oh, I can do this, no problem. Like, yeah. I, can, I can go faster than anybody here at any time I want. And then at the races, it doesn't work that way. He, the races are always different. Yeah. He, I'll tell you what, for, for what it's worth, I didn't think he looked nearly as fluid on that MCR Honda as he had on the JGR bike at times for these off-season races. I thought he looked a lot stiffer, you know, not, not as comfy. Um, hey, so, uh, Marty, it's time. Okay. Marty's bike is the same as Baggett's and Bogle's. It's basically Cooper Webb's bike. He's hungry. They can change the bore and stroke. <laughs> they can change the bore and stroke. That's huge. That is huge. <laughs> How did that interview get into the, the, the Racer X website, Wygant? Well, it was an Eric Johnson interview. I did proofread it as I proofread everything on the site. And do you really want me to take that away from you guys? Like, no. That's a bombshell. <laughs> I guess not. Right. Uh, you, you want to live in a world where that got edited out? No, I don't. Censor, how are you going to censor something like that? <laughs> it's what he said. They sell more so bikes than Villapoto. They sell more we're bikes than Villapoto. <laughs> well, okay, what's, what was greater? Martin's old trainer's interview. J-Mart's old trainer's interview or, or the Matt Tedder interview. Where were we at with the? There's no way I could ever answer that. Fantastic claims. Four seconds to lap. Uh, um. Anyways, look, they're a family-friendly operation. They sell more bikes in Villapoto. They can change the bore and stroke, and they got Marty. JT, how did you? How did you guys let Marty slip through your fingers and go to Thor? Uh, he had that, that team has a pre-existing relationship with, uh, that brand. Oh, so, I did. Uh, I think it was a, we, yeah, I think it's a natural I kind mean, of, yeah, no, exactly. When Weimar was over there, place. he wore seven. So I see what you mean. No, I, I know it wasn't a mandatory thing. Um, but yeah, we didn't have a lot of budget left and they had oh, a kind of a natural you, fit there. So you missed out. I, trust me, we we tried. We it's not like we just said hard no. We just didn't. We you know he needs to make money, and well, we just didn't have what he was worthy of. I would have gave up some pulp money. You should have called me. <laughs> That's the least you could do for all the shit talking you've done, Marty. <laughs> Dude, he looked good in Geneva. 
Well, uh, we, I'll tell you what, that, we, that video of you cleaning the shop made it all worth it. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great video, Weege. Really good stuff. Yeah, I, um, wait, wait. Are we in an alternate <laughs> universe here? No. Are we, are we, are we in a time machine? Is it out? You, te- you tell us, Weege. You tell us. Well, we still have two more of these preview videos. and uh, Oh, we do? I thought we got a week were, to get them out. I thought they were done. No. Oh. Three of the five. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Hashtag video, guys. Okay. So, seriously, though, where are we at with Marty? Where are you guys at with Marty? I know where I'm at. Flash is a brilliance. <laughs> like, That's where I'm at. Like win a heat race? I think he's going to be really fast. Like blow some people's minds fast. But I think the main events are going to be challenging. Wage? Uh, I think the problem for Marty is I think he's going to do his best work early in the year. But unfortunately, that's when the most good riders are going to be there. Uh-huh. If Marty can somehow persevere, if he can stay there week to week without major problems, which has this has, just in, that has not been Marty's specialty. Has Marty ever raced 17 races in a year? <laughs> I'm a little worried. But... If Marty gets it down to, like, round 12 and he's relatively healthy, yeah. I could see some serious some serious flashes, some serious, he, like, oh, my God, Marty's leading. Oh, my God, Marty's right there. Marty just won a heat race. Marty's faster than practice, something like that. I think it's hard even for Marty to do that at Anaheim 1 when every single really good rider, Sands, Marv, is there. But if Marty can somehow hang in there, he could do some serious going, damage in the back half of the season. I'm going the opposite way. I'm going oh. opposite way. I think he comes out at A1 where everybody's nervous and freaking out, and I think he just lights them on fire. Like, wow. practice. First I, untimed, first qualifying practice, okay. goes to the top of the board. He He's not in the seated group, right, at A1? Mm, we'll see. I don't know. I'm wondering. I mean, what do you think? It's a judgment call. Always a judgment call. No, I know. That's what I mean. They I can f- do what they want. I feel like he won't be. I think he Stop will. Stop it. Okay. He will be. Factory, factory supported team, former okay. 250 winner. Yeah, I think he goes in. What's the chances he I, washes he the front end? You could probably ask an AMA guy, and they'd be like, he's a three time 250 Supercross <laughs> champ. Of course he is. What's the chances he washes the front end at some point? Oh, 100%. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't mean the season, I mean Anaheim 1. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, by the way, hanging out with Marty in Geneva and, and, you know, having him on the show a little while, he's a really nice guy. Like, I can't yeah, believe someone said that he had a mask and a gun and he robbed team managers. <laughs> like, that, that's, that's slander. You know why he's nice is because of the financial security that those robberies gave him. <sighs> he looked good, man. And I can't wait to talk about him every single weekend on this, on this review podcast. I can't wait. The, the, the Geneva thing already was just... I mean, the gift that keeps on giving. It was the Martiest of Marty event. <laughs> it was. The Martiest Marty had ever gone. It was, should have been called Marty Cross. Well, like, I, I, hope that, I hope he's relevant because I can't get enough between the New Jersey story and this latest interview. I can't get enough of Matt Tedder. So I right, hope that right, right, Marty keeps that relevant because that would be great. We need more of that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So if Marty podiums, we have to do an interview with the team owner. Well, the first thing that's going to happen is his bike's going to get torn down. No. Oh, the board stroke. Yeah, they're going to check that board stroke. <laughs> I'd, love to be, I'd love to be Ian Harrison when that interview dropped. <laughs> or Pit, Pit Buyer. <laughs> um, 
the good news, well, that you wonder if they were mad about the Born Stroke or they were excited to know they were going to sell a bunch more bikes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Flying out the door. Um, well, I, I, I think Marty, I don't know if Marty can make it 17. I don't know. but Yeah, it's a big ask. It is. But he's hungry. He needs money, he told me. You know, he needs to ride. He wants a ride. Wants a full factory ride. So, you know. Uh, Where's he at, by the way, with the neck problems that he had last year? Oh, we're good. We're fine. He's fine? Yeah, we're fine. We we, we worked okay. all that out. Really? Okay. Um, Your shoulder rubs? Is it you? Yeah. <laughs> applying oil and... I'll tell you what. I All I wanted, all I wanted, and you can go back to 2008... <laughs> Whenever I started podcasting, all I wanted was Marty on a 450. That's all I wanted. There was a lot of shit talking between there, but it was out of love and a desire to see him on a 450. And I got my wish. Thank you, Marty. You know, Racer X started with the uh, the newspaper. It was Davey's never-ending quest to someday interview Evil Knievel. Right, and right, right. column in the magazine to this day is called Reason for Being. That's why I'm here. Is that why you started podcasting? Yes. Is that why? Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I had a lot of things to talk about with Marty when he was still racing 250s in 2007. <laughs> 2006, I believe, was his first year. So you, you built this empire just to have a forum, just to talk about yeah. Marty needs to yeah. have a 450 he, Dude, he's a good rider. He's a yeah, good rider. crazy good. Yeah. Like... He's the ability is not in question, I, and I'll put that up against like literally anybody. Right. Well, where everyone's going to see something. Um. All right, let's take a quick commercial break here. We got to talk about Chad Reed when we come back, and Freddie, and uh, a few other people here. Uh, Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. Thanks for uh, those guys for checking it out. JT, big thanks for the Fly Racing folks coming up, uh, presenting sponsor of Supercross. So. Uh, more displays and the live show and everything coming up for all 17 rounds. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, second year, we learned a lot. Uh, should be fun. It's it's cool for obviously cool for the dealers. That's that's our main goal. But yeah. to interact with that many customers on Saturdays has, has been pretty pretty fun as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to thank Maxis Maxis dot com. Uh, A Ray, AJ Cantonzaro and A Ray using Maxis tires this Supercross season. So thanks to. Uh, those guys as well, great mountain bike tires, of course. Uh, Alpine Stars, the Tech 10, the most advanced motor, boot in motocross today, the A1 chest protector, A4 chest protector. And Race Tech, the FXR Chaparral Race Tech team uh, coming up soon here. Uh, Jerry Robbins, Starling, and Blos, uh racing 450s on the West Coast, which should make Pulpamex Fantasy JT very exciting. Think about Blos and Jerry, like seriously. Massive I have nightmares about Blos and Jerry and Tim. Fantasy, fantasy sleepers or fantasy crush, dream crushers, either one. Um, so thanks to those guys. Thanks uh, for um, oh, Race Tech. Race Tech does their motors and suspension over there on that new team with Starling as well. So that'll be interesting to watch all season long. Our buddy Michael Lindsay doing that. Pulp19 is a code to save with Race Tech, racetech.com. Uh, this is the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, Maxis and Alpine Stars. So, um, all right, well, a few more guys before we go and. Taking this long, JT, to talk about Chad Reed and his farewell season, I think it's really happening. I think he's really going to be done after this year. Yeah, I think so, too. And, I mean, listen, he's going to be 38 years old this year. And having to put together his own racing effort again, I mean, that's they're still, you know, we're less than two weeks away, and they're in the midst of, you know, 18-hour days trying to make this thing happen. So 
I think it'll be fun for him. I don't think there are high expectations of results. I don't think that's what it's going to be about at all. It doesn't seem that way, right? Like, am I no, am I, am I, am I getting that wrong, do you think? No, he, he hasn't been riding a lot. Um, you know, I don't think it will be anywhere near as bad as 2018 was for him, right, where right, right. he's barely making main events. But I don't think it's going to be 2019 either, where he's, he's hoping for podiums when he goes into the weekend. So I think you're going to see somewhere in the middle, like he'll make main events, but I think he'll struggle, you know, the last few minutes of the race, just because I don't think the... I don't think there's been a ton of effort put in to prepare. Um, I think he's just going to try to enjoy it and not stress about results and, and really soak yep. it in this last final year. Weege, I can't do a Tevin Tapia Chad Reed battle every weekend. I can't. My eyes. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's that's what's scary about this. Like, it's awesome that Chad is doing what we want most racers to do, which is don't retire, just go out there. Now, I know Chad's motivation the whole time has been to continue to win and podium. But the fans are literally saying, we don't even care about that. Just keep racing. But the danger is you don't want to get to the point where it becomes embarrassing. And we have started to see some LCQs out of Chad Reed. Now, because he's Chad Reed, he's dealt with way more pressure than an LCQ. He makes it happen, and he keeps sneaking in. But I am worried. Well, it doesn't seem, like I said, this doesn't seem an all-out, I'm ready to go type of campaign no no that makes the odds even worse like you don't want to see it end up being like dude chad's not making main right it could happen it he's gotten a few too many lcqs for comfort the last few years he makes it happen because he's the most experienced under pressure guy of any single rider in this series right now but even that magic might not last forever it's a little worrisome and you don't want to see that happen nobody wants to see willie mays you know running half speed in the, I think he played, or, or who played for the, um, Johnny Unitas played for the Rams near the end of his career. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to see that. Joe so, Montana yeah. on the Chiefs? No, Montana was good on the Chiefs. You, was he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Montana was good. Okay. Um, yeah, nobody wants to see that. So the, the Triple Crowns are the one where it gets dicey, right? Because right. That's, that's where he's lost. He's lost the top end, just balls out speed that these kids, like a Jerry Robin, or these kids are, yeah, are yeah. better at. You yeah. know, they're, they're not scared to send it for one lap. But where, when it takes, you know, eight minutes of race savvy. Uh, he's pretty good at that. He finds a way in. Well, we'll be seeing it every weekend. We'll be seeing that there goes my hero. Uh, or the member McGrath came out to Van Halen dreams, which actually was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we're going to see that every set every Saturday night and uh, I'm going to make fun of it a bunch. So you're going to make fun of Chad too. Yeah, because I, I won't be able to handle these farewell things every single weekend because obviously we go to every one of these, so we're just jaded and like crusty old guys. So, but be prepared. Oh, wow. I, I thought that was I thought that was, was reserved for Carmichael only. But. No, 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 no. McGrath's, McGrath's okay. dreams thing got a little like come on, but I get it. Um, all right, because we're all like I felt, didn't think you could ever say anything bad, dude. They picked a Van Halen song and you got a problem with it. Yeah, I know right? it was it was McGrath pretty cool. And Van Halen, and you're taking shots at it. Right? Um. That's an upset. Well, because a couple yeah. times, bro, he got out of shape coming up to that triple when he was going to do his neck. He did. He did. Oh, yes, oh, yeah. He did. And you're like, oh, God, no, Jeremy, don't. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> I think they had the, 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 the whoops were like in front of the third yeah, base. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, no. No, stop. You don't have a link. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, yeah. So, I, I mean, I just, I just want him to go out respectable. The Chad Reed, we know, the hero, the legend, you know, all of that. And then just have, you know, I just don't want to see Tevin Tapia battles. That's all. I'll, I'll start crying. I really will. 
But uh, but but it doesn't seem good. It doesn't seem like all balls out prepped. I'm ready to go. So that's scary. Um, Fast Freddy Norn, any thoughts? I think it's going to be challenging. I think he'll get in some main events, but that's about it. I, I, he's not a super cross guy. Um, so, yeah, I think good weekends and bad weekends. Dakotas beats him on the uh, West Coast? Probably. Weege? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yep. Amart's I don't know. Jimmy's not very tall, though, and that doesn't yeah. work for 450s. Well, wait till Amart gets on a 450 on the East. Troll train. Um, Vince Freeze? Good starts. He, he lost, missed last year with an ACL halfway through the year, or whatever that was, whenever he tore it. So, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing Vince out there. He's pretty good. Top top fifteen guy. He's he's better than we give him credit for, or you give he him is. credit for. He's what? Well, no, come on. I've been pretty, I've been pretty fair with Vince. He's gotten a lot better with both his racing antics and his speed. Right. He's he's legitimate. Um, Benny Bloss. I just we'll see. Question mark. Yeah. I don't know. I He's want... gonna be fast. I think he'll be pretty fast. It's just we don't we don't really have anything to go off of. He doesn't, dude. How many supercrosses has he actually done? Not a lot. Ooh. Wait. If only I had the internet in front of me and the computer and everything. I'm looking right now. Like <clears throat> he's cr- and dude, when he crashes, they're big. It's just arms and legs everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's potentially part of it. I'm too tall, but uh, man. Yeah, there's just not a lot of track record. I, I mean, I believe, well, JT, you're a little closer to that team than I am. I, I believe they, they get a larger sample size, the team does. They see them at the track. I believe there is some talent there, right? It's just, oh, yeah. I haven't seen much of the race. He just got to stay healthy. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Actually. Oh. How many would you say total 250s and 450s? Oh, both classes. Yeah. Um, 14. Weech? I was going to say 12 450s. So, where am I at? 26 total supercross races. Okay. Okay. Uh, and in 18. How many 450 races? Um, he did the whole. So, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 15. Damn, I was close. 15 oh. 450 supercrosses. So, um, well, Cycle Trip, he's on Blue Crew, and I can tell you those bikes are great. Fantastic. Just leave them, though. Don't don't touch them. That's the key to them. Um, all right. Uh, Alex Ray? Cowie now? Yeah. Uh, mm, none yeah, of those in the great Andrew Short. Was it last year? He's like, hey, Alex Ray's really fast right now. <laughs> Dude, I don't remember Shorty saying that. You don't remember this? No, no. But... No, he, he literally made that. Right. Somebody else? I thought it was Shorty. Uh, Timmy. It was Timmy. Oh, it was Timmy. No, it was Tim. Timmy's great uh, supercross. All right. Yeah, yeah. Write it off. <laughs> Red Dog comes out and pokes his head out, says something, and then goes back in the hole for another eight weeks. That is, I mean, right. Harry's not slow. Harry's no. not slow. No, he's he not. Just, he's wild, wild. Best, best we can work with speed. We can work with speed. Steve, that is totally a Timmy thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what it was. Yeah. I, I think I yeah. put it on Twitter. I, I Yeah. Um, the most random. We're watching forty guys on the track. I'm man, Alex Ray's fast. <laughs> he he brought up uh, he brought up Pettis too last year, just out of the blue. Just who is this guy? And I had to tell him. Um, Chiz and Cunningham. They're, Chiz is going to Chiz. Cunningham's going to Cunningham. 
Yeah, I think he's better on a 450 than people realize. He's more of a 250 guy, but when he's gotten a shot on a 450, he knows what to do. I, I think he'll do exactly mm. what the team probably wants. He knows how to make mains. Cunningham and Chiz will be in, like, when you do the list of factory riders and here's all the guys, I get it. It's a deep field. I get it. But Cunningham and Chiz will be there. Just trust me on that. They will be yep. there. Is it going to run out for Chiz at some point, though? It might be close. Cunningham, I think, doesn't have quite as much of a beating on him. Right. Well, and Chiz doesn't have really have a team. He's doing it himself. So <clears throat> Yeah, is it eventually just going to run out just like the odometer? I don't know, dude. He... God, he makes it happen. Because, I mean, I was paying attention to those guys. Seven Deuce Deuce and A-Ray and, and Chiz. And yeah. He makes it happen. Did you watch, did you watch WWE Ranch last year? I, I'm pretty sure it ran out. <laughs> I mean, outdoors did, yes. It did for JGR. It did. <laughs> it, only happens, it only happens to JGR, though. It's like some no. sort of thing that happens to JGR. <laughs> it's true. But, yeah, Steve, you were pretty close to that team. Like, uh, A-Ray, uh, the other riders over there, they were frustrated because they could not get Chiz. They no, couldn't, they, no. That was the goal. No. They could never get him. Nope. And uh, Seven Deuce Deuce is over there again. He's got his number back, so he's got his power back, like a like a Power Ranger <laughs> of, or something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. What uh, Savachi will be back when, do you think? Uh, I've heard as early as Daytona, but I'm not buying it. Okay, all right, so a while. Yep. Yeah, that seems that seems early. All right, um, JT, you got to go. Yeah. Possible. Okay. All right. Yeah, just go. We're fine. We're wrapping all right. it up. All right. Yeah. See you. That's Jason Thomas, everybody. Uh, Weege. So we do this every year. Wait, did I hang up on you, Weege? Or I hang up on JT. No, I'm here. Okay, good. We do this every year, Weege. Give me the race winners. I'll stop. <laughs> Give me the yeah. race winners. Ah. Uh. I feel bad enough. I, I really had some pangs of regret because I gave it a 20% chance that Zacho would win a race. And, again, I'm just trying to remind everybody, it's right. because the other riders are good. Not because Zacho can't do supercross. I mean, laps. we're probably going to have six or seven. That's what we normally have. Why do you say that? Don't we normally have six? Isn't it, doesn't it average six? No. I thought I no, read no. that. I think four to five. I, I think six is about as high as it goes. It doesn't average I thought Hansel did something where – we averaged six winners a year the last 20 years or something. I don't know. No, I think okay. it's four to five, somewhere between four and five. Wow. With a, with a high of six. But essentially between four and six okay, is well, probably. Tomac and Anderson and Roxon and Cooper Webb are all winning, right? Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, look, Anderson didn't even make it to the races last year. Like, one of the, any one of those guys could tear his ACL at round two, oh. you know? I, they're the safest bets, for sure. But Anderson didn't even win a race last year, and Roxon didn't even win a race last year. And that's why the number ends up being so low. Guys that could, should, and absolutely will win races end up not winning races. Can we just, uh, have, the, can we just have, like, Barsha and Baggett winning the first two rounds again? That was awesome. What, what the hell? What the hell? It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> well, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, he would have. Yeah, Barsha was just stroking it for that contract when he won Anaheim one. Everybody, he just cruising. Right, you just haven't been around enough riders. Okay. Um, oh, Anstey. So, we didn't talk about Anstey. He's hurt though. So JT. Well, I wanted to get JT on oh, that, but yeah. no, JT had to go. Right. He would have loved that one. JT. Yes, JT's been on the. He shouldn't have even tried Supercross thing. We're not. We don't know. You're saying that this might not have been from Supercross. Yeah, I thought I read that it was an older injury that flared up. Ah. Uh, I don't know, man. It was just—I I blame Lewis Phillips, anyways. Yeah, 
he was dealt a bad hand to have – he has to race a 450 class, and the deal only came together essentially a month ago. You know, that's, that's a tough ask to come back seven years later or whatever it's been. Well, I, I would have never signed the guy, honestly. I mean, I, I know – Look, if you're Hep Suzuki, why are you even going outdoors? Why are you spending that money? Why are you doing that? I, I don't know. I can, I can tell you a theory I've heard. Okay. I, I, this is just a theory. This is definitely not someone at Hep telling me this. This is, this is Plessinger GNCC level of theory? Uh, no, no, because the Plessinger thing, I'm not, I, like I said, I'll believe it when I see it. The Hep thing could be true. Okay. I, I do not, I believe Plessinger might be thinking this now, but I don't believe he'll actually do it. Right. In this case... I've heard a theory that Hep knows, look, JGR's on the ropes. We get Anstey. We had a real wild card. What if Anstey goes out and podiums Hangtown? Could happen, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What if Anstey gets maybe two podiums or a podium or so? What if, what if he gets some podiums outdoors? Well, and JGR's like, we're done, man. Well, okay, that's fine. And all of a sudden, Hep giving themselves the best leverage at the best time ever to be like, Suzuki, bring it. Suzuki's not bringing anything. That's why JGR would give it up, because Suzuki's not bringing anything. <laughs> There's nothing being brought by Suzuki. They're done. Like, if, if you're Hep and you're like, yeah, let's show Suzuki, that's like saying, you know, yeah, let's show, uh, you know, whatever. I can't think of something that's gone out of business. Give me something. Let's show, uh, you know, if we could ju- Kmart. Yeah, if we could just get our uh, on the shelves of Kmart. Yeah, let's show Kmart. What's up? Okay. Oh, wait. Kmart just folded. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I think that, again, it's just a theory, and maybe this is what they were thinking in November. And maybe maybe they're not reading the tea leaves properly. I mean, dude, they lost Travis Pastrana now. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Suzuki doesn't even have Pastrana anymore. I Jeez. know. God. Um, yeah. All right. Well, so I was you're gonna... probably right, Steve. Okay. They're... they're this is a, a giant leverage move to get a small part of nothing, maybe. <laughs> right, right. But I think that was the theory. Okay. Well, it's the theory I heard. That I, I have not heard this from anybody. Hep. Who knows? Yeah. G- give me your biggest surprise this year. Uh, I, I think it's going to be Osborne <clears throat> because to me, he absolutely could be right in with the elite group. But because he's only literally raced a handful of these 450 races and only one of them has been good so far, I don't think anyone's putting him there. Uh, now, I don't know. You didn't use the word sleeper, right? Am I allowed to pick Osborne? Uh, no, you can't, no. Surprise? Your, your definitions of sleeper and surprise are always very shifty. Yeah, I know. Yep. Okay. Um, su- surprise and sleeper, all of it is Marty. <laughs> he's wrapping it all up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll, you'll all see. Everyone's going to see. And um, just beautiful disappointment. Uh, I'm gonna go Hill. Uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't. Well, just to go different. You said, as you said, there's been zero Plessinger hype. Yeah, so, yeah. You need to ask I'm Jimmy. Just doing my job as a reporter to put what I've been hearing out on the street. Um, right. And I just haven't. I've heard more like this dude's bummed. Then this dude's kicking ass. Still, like um, like this off season, you've heard this. Well, yeah, even you put it out there. No, I just I, I just said I don't hear anything. I don't hear any hype. I don't I don't. I'm not saying I hear negative. Yeah, but you things. were the one that said to Michael Lindsay, told you that he wants to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, definitely this off season. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not. I don't believe that's the direction he will go. But uh, it might be a tough one. 
But yeah, well, we were two years away from him doing the video interview, saying like, "Man, I'm having more fun than ever." Yeah, no, I can totally see what you said. That's a real good, yeah. Theory. Hey, you're working on the long form story right now. Yep. Right. It's. <laughs> I hope Blessinger's deal doesn't go that extreme. Right, right, right. But right. look how that turned out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, yep. Okay. They sacrifice a lot. They get to the 450s. Life becomes real effing serious. They're not kids anymore. They have real responsibilities and people tugging at them and pressure, and they start remembering all the cool stuff they didn't get to do as kids. And then they're like, man, I just want to quit this. And then they don't because they can still get paid. Yeah. And not, then two years later, they're like, ah, it's really not so bad. It's a lot better than digging ditches. Yeah. And, dude, Aaron Plessinger, don't worry. GNCC will always be there for you. Make your money when you can make your money. There's some money to be made in GNCC, but... Dude, can you imagine? He's he's coming off of a two title, uh, two fifty deal. Like he's probably making a lot of money right now. Yeah. Yeah. Don't step down that far. Right. Right, right. now. Nope. I agree. Um. All right. I please Jesus, don't let Chad Reed be the disappointment of the season. Please, if there is a Jesus Ooh. out there, if if there is, in this holiday time, please don't let me watch Chad just. Continue, not make mains. That, that's all. Yeah, just make mains. He could make. Please just make mains. I'll give him like uh, one main or whatever, cr- crashes or I don't know, something happened. You know, one or two mains in the 17 races. I'll give him that. I get it. Yep. I'll take it. But don't make him like fighting hard every week and not making it. I, I can't see that. What do you. What do you. I don't know. It's no, he, he's got too much Does pride. He ride it out if that happens? Nah, he's got too much pride. He'll figure it out. He'll step it up. He. he He's not going to go but out he like won't, that. But he won't just stop, you don't think? No. Do you? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think I so. I don't think so. Unless he, I mean, this is totally uncharted waters. It's yeah. really hard to predict. Yeah. 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 All yeah. right, so Eli Tomax is going to be a 2020 Supercross champion. All right. We, we got that figured oh out. Oh, my gosh. Why are we doing this to ourselves? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Can you find the, the parallel track that another rider was on like this and then it all worked out? You can't. No. No. Wow. No. Bradshaw would be the closest if there was podcasts in 1991 and 92, but then he quit. Like, he didn't go year after year, you know? Right. But the point is, it never did work out for him. No, it never did. It never did. But it never... It never did. But it was never four years in a row either. This is four years no, in a row. So this yeah, is yeah. even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is worse. Right. <laughs> this is yeah. even worse. Yeah. 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 So. Four years in a row being the best guy, not winning the title. Year five, we've never seen it come together. No. But oh. we've never quite seen... What we've seen from Tomac, so it's possible, well, I guess. And yet, and yet, and yet, he wins outdoors. Like he's, like he's a champion. He's a great rider, and he's he's not like he's, like not that this is the same. But Josh Grant, right? Oh, if he ever pulls it together, he's got the speed, and oh, like yeah, but Josh yeah. Grant never yeah. did anything. Like relatively speaking, Eli's twelve, three-time motocross champion. You know, out four fifties. Like like he's actually done this. He's actually pulled through in a long title fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. actually three in a row, which we now re- we've reminded ourselves is actually one of the rarest feats yeah. in a series that I don't want to compare, but is at least as hard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah or I'm harder. not going to say it's harder, but it's at least as hard. It's harder if you ask me. But okay, yeah. go ahead. We'll even give you that. Right. He's won three in a row, which is super rare in a series that's harder. That makes it even more puzzling that he couldn't even get one in a row. In this. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right, I can't. And I hope Adam doesn't get weirder uh, in his press conferences. I hope he just maintains being Adam. I think he will. So, man, 
just don't look. We, this is our hope for Plessinger a year ago, and where are we now? Where are we now? Nah, he's fine. He just—he's not around, but he's fine. Okay, all right. Just please have fun, everybody. Just continue to have fun. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Please don't uh, want to hear about not having fun. Thanks, Fly Racing. Thank you, Alpine Stars. Thanks, Maxis. Uh, thanks to Jason Thomas, of course, and and you, Weege, of course. Uh, I will see you next week, man. It's here next weekend. It is here and uh, live show, live show, everybody. Friday night uh, at the Catch, right beside yep. Anaheim Stadium or Kitty Corner at Anaheim Stadium. Uh, come hang out. That'll be fun. Yep, seven to nine p.m. All right, Friday night, across from the stadium. See you guys. See you, Weege. Later. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. You know, and I know from personal experience, didn't anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts.